Welcome to another edition, another episode of Amen, Brother Ben, the 125th to be exact, of the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. I'm Pastor Ben. Thank you for listening. We've been talking about the Beatitudes this week, and we'll probably continue on with that in the future. How to be blessed. And Jesus is making some uh, big promises. He says, if you're meek, if you're humble, if you're gentle, you will inherit the whole world. The whole wide world. What does that even mean? That's what we're going to talk about today. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but Jesus, this is what I love about the Beatitudes, is he he, he flips these expectations on their head, and yet he makes some interesting promises coming out of that. Because he calls people blessed who are not normally called blessed. In fact, normally they're probably considered cursed. And yet, he said, you're blessed when you're poor in spirit. Why? Because you know you need him. And he says, if you're poor in spirit, then you get the kingdom of heaven. That's y'all's. That's ours. He also says, blessed are those who mourn, right? Most people, when they mourn the loss of something that they love, they feel not very blessed. But he says, you will be blessed because you will be comforted. He makes that promise to us. And then for the past couple of days, we've been talking about what Matthew 5, 5 means. God blesses those who are humble or meek or gentle, for they will inherit the whole earth. That is a big promise that he means to deliver. And we know that Jesus doesn't lie. He meant that. He guarantees it. He's like the the uh, the men's warehouse guy. He says, I guarantee it. Remember that commercial? Rabbit trail. Don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> it kind of makes you think, though. Because I, I, I read the words of Jesus, and I, I'm sorry. I take him seriously. So when he says, I will inherit the whole earth. What does that mean? What, what does that mean for me? What does that look like for my inheritance? And what does that do when he also says things like Matthew 16, 26 it says, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? You probably heard that first. It's a great point. It's good teaching. Um, and he asked this rhetorical question is anything worth more than your soul? Obviously not. So he's saying, don't, don't lose your soul. Don't lose uh, what's most important as you pursue and chase these worldly things. But yet he says in Matthew 5, 5, that the meek will inherit the whole world. What what does that look like? Does that mean that secretly, last minute, I'm going to get all the power I want? I'm going to run for president and get it. I'm going to uh, get this job promotion and have the money I want and the influence I want. Is that it? Because there's also other places where Jesus says you're going to be uh, ridiculed and hated because of me, not powerful and mighty because of me. What does it mean to inherit the whole world? Well, part of it is this. Jesus makes this promise. In fact, 2 Peter 3.13 says, we are looking forward to the new heavens and a new earth that he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. I don't know if you've ever... Um, read through revelation a lot of people think the end of the world happens right and and then you go straight to heaven and we're we're we have harps and halos right that shows a kind of a fundamental lack of of biblical knowledge here that actually before eternity begins 
Um, Jesus comes back for what's called the millennial reign, the thousand-year reign, where he takes this broken world that we've broken and he puts it back together, and and creation is as it should be. Um, and and all of the people that are alive and, and the people that have passed on beforehand um, get to experience this amazing uh, time where where everything is as it should be, where um, Jesus' righteousness rolls over the earth, sin is, n- is not allowed, and we don't want to sin, right? We, we actually have our want-tos fixed, um, and, and he promises that those that are meek, those that are humble, um, they will inherit that type of world because that's the world that Jesus wants for us. Um, but then he says um, stuff like Romans 8, well, this is not Jesus, but Paul says this in Romans eight seventeen. He says, since we are all God's children, we are his heirs. We want to talk about inheriting something, right? Um, we need to think about what it means to inherit something versus what it means to take something, to steal something, to grasp at something. We're called heirs. In fact, Paul says, together with Christ, we are co-heirs of God's glory. But if, right, and so he's basically saying Jesus and us, we're co-heirs. We are named um, to inherit God's glory and his kingdom and this new heaven and this new earth, right? And so do you get to dictate when you inherit something? I don't know if you've ever been through that, but obviously no, right? That that the person that is bequeathing, if you will, that is leaving that to you is in charge of when exactly you get that. There's some inheritances I've heard where you can't like, you know, they, they say, I can't, I don't want my kids or my grandkids to have this inheritance until they're 30 because let's be honest, we're all idiots in our twenties. Most of us. And so they're like, I don't want you to have million dollars or something for you to go blow before you're even in your thirties. And inheritance is given to you and it's promised to you, but it's promised in a certain time. And so God is saying that, yes, I know it's tempting for you to go out and try to take the world by the horns, to try to grasp at the power and the the satisfaction and the whatever you fill in the blank that you are looking for right now in this life. He's like, I know it's tempting to do that, but you need to wait until your inheritance arrives, right? And that sometimes means we got to go through some stuff, right? Um he says, Paul finishes Romans eight seventeen by saying, if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Jesus suffered greatly before he inherited that right hand of the, of the father position that he is sitting in now. Before, and, and he is still waiting to be the judge of the universe. It's waiting for God's timing. And so we inherit the whole world when God tells us we will. And we don't need to rush him into that. We need to to trust his timing and have faith in his promises, even if they might not come true right at this moment. Um, and there's one more thing I wanted to add to that, uh, which is something I think a lot of people have figured out over the years, is that we think inheriting the whole world means a certain set of things, right? It means money, power, respect, control, people's admiration, whatever, whatever you're seeking. And what I've noticed is that mo- most of the time, and probably all of the time, we just don't get to see the results of it every time. But 
I can't tell you how many times people have said, I've reached the top. I've done everything I knew how to do. I had all the money. I had all the, the whatever else that I wanted. Kind of like Solomon. King Solomon went through all these. He got whatever he wanted. He was a philanthropist. He built all these buildings and art. And he had like 800 wives. Whew. Um, and he had all these things. He was, he was respected by other kingdoms. Uh, and other kings, he had his pick of whatever he wanted, and yet he says it's all it's all just dust, like it's all vanity. He says, um, and and what he realizes, what you see a lot of superstars, a lot of celebrities, a lot of musicians in Hollywood that are very unhappy because they have gained the whole world and yet they've still found it lacking. So, in a spiritual sense we can have the whole world and not have all of these things. And so the meek and the, uh, the gentle and the humble understand that gaining the whole world doesn't look the same way as everybody thinks it does. That sometimes gaining the whole world means you have, you know, a, a less stressed week because you aren't in a high pressure job and you're just happy with the job you have that's providing for your family and you're thankful for the husband and wife you have or you're thankful to be single. I know I have a friend that, you know, he is meek and humble and, you know, it's not married and says, you know, I don't need a wife to make me happy. Gain the whole world and still have your soul if you realize that that world and all that you need comes from Jesus himself and comes from the Father through that relationship with Jesus Christ. And so whatever you're chasing, it's not going to be good enough. Whatever that, that void is in your life can only be filled with the love and the forgiveness and the salvation of Jesus Christ. I hope you've accepted that today. And if you haven't, amenben.com, pastorben at lovesiler.com. I'd love to talk to you about it. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.